In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tubaca is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And hello, everyone. Thank you for being here, as always. And we are here to enhance your mindset on a very important topic. Tell me if this scenario sounds familiar to you, because, boy, it sure happens to me a lot. So you're at an event. And, and your hope is to meet lots of really cool people, just people to connect with, people that you have something in common with, to feel that synergy. And you walk up to somebody and, and you, you ask that, you know, that typical question. So, so Bill, tell me what you do. And Bill kind of clears his throat and his face blanches a little bit. And, uh, he nervously begins to recite a canned, poorly rehearsed speech. Well, I don't know about you, but, I'm not there to hear a speech. I'm there to get to know more about Bill. Yeah, sales and networking trainers have been pushing that elevator speech as a way for you to introduce yourself since the 1950s. It's getting old, folks. And our guest today asks, do you still drive a 4,500-pound car that gets 10 miles to the gallon? Well, I hate to say so, but my Jeep gets about 13, but yeah. Um, But do you still watch an 8-inch round black and white TV? And do you want to live without your coveted cell phone, email, and computers? Well, if you don't want to live like you're in the 1950s, then our guest says that you need to stop networking like they did back in the 1950s. And boy, do I agree. It's time to update your networking strategy. And author, speaker, and trainer Cliff Suttle is here to teach us how. Finally, folks, we can free ourselves of the dreadful canned speech. Yes, I'm all about that. Cliff is the author of The Anti-Elevator Speech, amongst other titles, which is endorsed by Chicken Soup for the Soul author Jack Canfield, who says the anti-elevator speech is a new and exciting way to become interesting, engaging, and authentic to prospective clients and business partners. I'm all about that. How about you? Today, we're going to learn more, and I would like to welcome Cliff Suttle to the Million Dollar Mindset. Hey, Cliff. Hi, Marla. How you doing? I'm good. How are you today? Oh, good. I love that introduction. That's probably the best one I've ever had. <laughs> oh, no, that's fabulous. Great. Well, I'm just really excited about this topic because I have to tell you, you know, I've been rebelling, rebelling the, the elevator speech for years. But frankly, you know, I don't know that I've come up with a great way around it. I mean, I'm good at chatting it up, but I don't know that I'm really good at being effective in terms of getting across what I do. And 
And so I'm really excited to, to have you here today to talk about this. Cliff, tell us, what do you mean by anti-elevator? So what's all this about? Well, first, just to make sure your listeners understand what an elevator speech is, I think you kind of gave a, a good synopsis of that. It's a one to two minute pre-planned script about everything you do and every possible way you do it and where you're located and what your phone number is. And, and what it really is is a one to two minute torture device. <laughs> yes, I so agree. Whether you're yeah. on the receiving end or the reciting end. Well, yeah, you know? I say I think the receiving end personally. <laughs> when I think they're both starts, torturous, but yeah. Yeah, when yeah. somebody comes up and starts doing that, it just drives me uh, crazy. But the thing is, you know, people out there that are doing your listeners that are out there are doing that, they shouldn't feel bad because as you were saying, the speech trainers, the sales trainers have been telling us to do this since the nineteen fifties. Right. And the funny thing is, it, it hasn't worked for decades, but they're still out there training it because that's the way it was always done. Well, there's got to be, you know, you know, and I know, there's got to be a better way. And I actually developed this system back in the 1980s, but I didn't write the book on it until, um, you know, late in the 19, uh, or late in the 2000s, actually. The I'll, I want to share with you a quick little story about how I decided yeah. to write this. Please do. I was at a networking event. I, I was just a, you know there networking. I wasn't speaking or anything. I was just there networking. And when I got there, it was a really nice event. They had about 300 people there, and there were booths you could go see, and there was really nice food. I was actually really liking the event. And somebody saw me who knew me. This, this woman saw me who knew me, and she ran up to me. And she said, are you in the competition tonight? <laughs> because she had seen me. I've won a lot of speech competitions. I've got like over 90 trophies for speech wow. competitions. But, you know, I, I'm kind of looking at her like, is speech con- you know, contest? What? Huh? Mm-mm, you know, there's a speech contest I didn't know about. So what contest? Oh, the elevator speech contest. Oh, dear. <laughs> now I was like, well, I didn't, who even knew there was such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, contest. I love it. Yeah, elevator speech contest. And so I was kind of like, well, uh, no, I'm not, because first I didn't know it existed, and secondly I couldn't do it because I don't believe in them. Mm-hmm. And she got this yeah. really confused look on her face, and she looked at me and went, oh, don't you like to network? And I was like, well, yeah, I, I love to network. I'm doing it right now. Well, then, you know, if you don't have an elevator speech, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I started telling her about the, what I do. And now I've been doing it for decades. And she got so enthralled by it that she started bringing other people. And by the time I was done, I had about 10, 12 people standing around me listening to what I was doing. And then they sound the alarm and they let us in to see the contest. And the contest was horrible. Marla? It was horrible. <laughs> it was simply. Can <laughs> imagine disgusting. thirty people on the stage reciting a canned speech? That well, yeah. the concept of the contest was they were supposed to be in line at a donut shop, and right behind them was an angel investor, mm-hmm. and they have to turn around and pitch this angel investor. And I'll tell you, if I had been the angel investor. You know, an Egg McMuffin would have been sounding real good right about that point. <laughs> or <laughs> a good stiff drink, or a good stiff drink, right? <laughs> yeah. 
was it was one horrible you know, one after the next, and this was the finals. This was supposed to be the best of them. So the contest ended, and I walked out of the, the auditorium, and I was barraged by people from all over the room. I kind of like held court right there at the networking event. I had about 40 people standing around listening to what I do. Well, when you get wow. that kind of response, you got to start going, there's a book in this, right? <laughs> oh, I need to do something with this, yeah. yeah. There's a book in this. So I'm driving home, and I'm thinking, well, it's not an elevator speech. It's kind of the exact opposite. And then it hit me, anti-elevator speech. And five weeks later, it was a book. Five weeks? Five well, weeks. <laughs> that's another book, Cliff. How to write a book. Yeah, how to write a five book. Weeks. And, and actually have it published in five weeks, yes. The, <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. We're going to well, do another show in a few weeks itself. on that topic. How's that? Yeah, I think, you know, I've been doing the system for decades. So the book pretty much just wrote itself. I mean, I, I pretty much wrote the book in four days. Oh, and then everything else was, you know, getting the cover and the editing and everything else. You know, you owe everything that goes into making a book. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, since then, the book is in its sixth printing. It's in the top 1% of all self-published books. It's, uh, you know, I've sold it all over the planet, from China to Australia to all over Europe. And, you know, people are starting to use it. As a matter of fact, one of the things I'm fighting right now is that People are starting to create seminars based on my material and my name. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Only if you're getting uh, royalties, though. <laughs> well, the problem is I'm working on that, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. We need so to create another system. So let's talk about what this is. Oh. Basically, mm -hmm. you know, the best way to talk about what an anti-elevator speech is is just to give you an example. I ran a company for 22 years. I closed it down in uh, 2008. But I ran for 22 years, and this was our anti-elevator speech hook, which is the first thing you say. So go ahead, Marla, ask me, so what do you do, Cliff? So, hey, Cliff, nice to meet you. What do you do? You dream it up. We make it happen. <laughs> That's it. Okay, tell me more. Bingo. How do you do that? Yeah, did you see your reaction to that? Yeah, That's yeah, exactly it was curiosity. Was... It was curiosity, yeah. Exactly. It was exactly what I was looking for, is I was looking to pique your curiosity enough to ask me. Because as human beings, we keep what we ask for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I go into a steakhouse, I, I'm a big steak eater. I don't know if you're a vegetarian, but no, in, a, no, in a former no. life, I was a Tyrannosaurus Rex. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big steak eater. If I go in and I order a big T-bone steak, you can bet, you know, by the time I'm done, that T-bone is going to look like it was bleached in, in the sun in the desert. <laughs> the, but if it comes with a side of broccoli, I don't like broccoli. Mm -hmm. That's probably going back with the plate. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem is the elevator speech is the broccoli. It's the thing you didn't ask for. Yeah. But if I do this anti-elevator speech hook, like I just did, notice your reaction. You kind of got this, like, what? what? Huh? what? And you want to know. And, you know. and that's the first step in the anti-elevator speech is the, the hook. It's mm -hmm. just enough. And I'll give your listeners the four steps that they need to make this happen. One okay. is it's got to be short. Very, very short. As a matter of fact, you 
you dream it up, we make it happen is probably the outside longest you would ever want it to be. Oh my goodness. Okay. Short. And if you think about it, you know, when you, the movies they make today, you know, Gone with the Wind, they had a, a section in Gone with the Wind of just uh, you know, Red just talking to, I can't even remember the girl's name now, but they were just talking for 15 minutes, sitting at a table, talking for 15 minutes. You would never see a movie like that today. Mm-hmm. Today, there are all these quick little clips. Yeah. Something happens for 15 seconds and they move on. It's the same thing with this. Hey, Cliff, hold that note. Hold that note because we okay. are going into break in just a second. Our first of three. I can't believe we're through the first segment already. I wasn't paying any attention. We'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> okay. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose and all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, Physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spiritual perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on Tugginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Tugginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're 
here today with author, speaker, and trainer, Cliff Suttle, learning how to maximize people's curiosity in you and what you do. And Cliff, going into break, you had a great analogy. You were talking about gone with the wind, which which uh, reminds me of the, the runaway elevator speech, right? <laughs> we always have those where people introduce themselves around the room. And you're like, okay, are they done yet? That's gone yeah. with the wind. <laughs> That's gone with the wind. So go ahead with your thoughts on, on that. Well, just to review, you know, before the commercial, we were saying that your anti-elevator speech or hook is the first thing you say to get their curiosity peaked. And I was saying that step one is it needs to be really, really short. Matter of fact, the one I use right now is we excite audiences. Three words. Okay. So the second step here is it should be absolutely confusing. <laughs> After the person says it, they shouldn't have a clue of how you do what you do. If they do, it, it's not a good hook. So, you know, for instance, if somebody comes up to you and says, oh, what do you do? You know, and the first thing that comes back out of their mouth is, well, I'm an insurance salesman. What pops in your head? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find the next person to talk to. You're boring. <laughs> or run or hide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I work with insurance people all the time that, that they have this problem. They never really get to talk because as soon as they start with, I'm an insurance salesman, the person just hears, you know, wah, wah, wah after that. Yeah. Sounds like a, you know, Charlie Brown cartoon. And, you know, that's the problem is you want yep. to tell people what you do, but not how you do it. And that's step three. Most people have not a clue, not a clue what they do. They know exactly how they do it, but they don't know what they do. So if someone is a Ferrari salesman, they sell Ferraris. What do they sell? Cars? Uh, well, really, they excel in experience. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, and if they can tune into that experience, they sell prestige, they sell bragging rights, they sell uh, a midlife crisis pill. <laughs> That's yeah, what they sell. yeah, right. Right. Uh, a Prius is a car. A Ferrari's not a car. Mm-hmm. You know, a Ferrari is a, is a statement. Yeah, it is. And so the person who's selling the statement understands what they sell. I wish I'd, I wish I'd thought of this next uh, scenario, but I hadn't. This metaphor, I love it, is mm-hmm. if someone sells drill bits, what do they sell? I don't know. My brain is working on that one. Drill bits sound pretty boring, Cliff. Yes, they do, but they sell holes. Oh. Yeah. See, their client basically wants to put a hole in something. Yeah. A drill bit is one way to do that. I can also do it with a laser cutter. I can do it with a water cutter. I can do it with a stamp. It's a lot of ways to put a hole in something. Okay, so so go to completion on that one. Hey, what do you do? I sell holes. (laughs) Okay, what's next? Uh Uh-huh, right. (laughs) Or or I sell empty space. You know, that would be... Have you another one? Empty space, because the hole is nothing there. It's like... Oh, okay. (laughs) There's a lot of ways you could go with that. And most people, they, they just don't quite understand what they sell. They know exactly how they do it. Uh-huh. They know exactly how they do it. I was working with a woman from a bank 
and you know uh, we were working one on one, and you know she was trying to come up with her hook, and she's like, "Well, you know, my bank." Eh. By the way, I'm kind of annoying. I actually do that. Try <laughs> 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 again. And she was going, uh, I'm a vice president of a bank. Eh. You know, um, I work at a bank. Eh. You know, notice what she keeps doing. She keeps yeah. saying bank. bank. How, you know, do, you, do you have a bank, Marla? I do, yes. Yeah, are you looking, are you just dying, chomping at the bit to switch banks? I don't even give it a second thought. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And so as soon as, you know, someone hears, you know, she works at a bank, I don't need a bank, they tune out. Yeah. So she started thinking, you know, what do I do? What do I do? And she was saying, well, the thing about my bank is we don't have any fees for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, all these other banks have all these fees. We don't have any fees for anything. So I give I, away money. I, I, yeah, I, I save people money. I, I keep more money in your pocket. Now, who doesn't want to know more about that? Yeah. Right, right. So, you know, that what it became. It's like, well, I save people money. And then, you know, then they get that, you know, they get that two seconds of stunned silence because people aren't used to it. And they look at you and they say, what do you mean? And that gives, they, they asked for it. It's like the T-bone steak. They yeah. asked for it. And the fourth thing that makes a good hook, step four, is that it has a feeling or an action word in it. So something that either hits your head or your heart. So in my original one is you dream it up, we make it happen, was dream. Mm-hmm. Dream's a good word. And then yeah. the second one is we excite audiences, is excite. So the first one was a feeling word, and the second one was a action word. And now I'm going to pull back the curtain, and you can see the Wizard of Oz here. The, when I used to run that company, and our hook was, you dream it up, we make it happen. Let me tell you what that company did. Mm-hmm. We were a computer software company. We did customized software. Oh. We did everything from add-ons to accounting systems to stuff that ran robots. And if I came at you with that, with that elevator speech, I'm boring myself, and it was my company. Right. But yeah. what, what we really did, when we boiled it down, what we really did, is people came to us with problems, and we solved them. That's what we really did. Mm-hmm. How we did it was through computer software. But right. they, they don't need to know that. You know, you dream it up, we make it happen. And that became the hook. And, you know, does it work? I actually did that to somebody in an elevator. It was actually in an elevator. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> I was at a client, and the client's way up on the 20th floor or something. And I, I step into this elevator, and this guy, you know, introduces himself, and he says, oh, you know, so, so Cliff, uh, what do you do? You dream it up, we make it happen. And by the time the elevator doors opened, he invited me to lunch. And wow. an hour later became a client. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So that's the kind of, you know, effect you can get if you just change your mindset of what you're trying to do. Because most people, they, get, they go into these uh, networking events. And what they're trying to do is generate sales leads. Mm-hmm. And, and I've got a tip for all your listeners. If you go to networking events to generate sales leads, don't bother. Because there right. there's this amazing book that has every sales lead you'll ever need, and it's absolutely free. And I'm going to give everyone the secret of how to get those. 
the book is yellow and it has a set of walking fingers on it. <laughs> do they even make those anymore, Cliff, or are we dating ourselves? <laughs> I just got one a week ago. I tossed it away, but oh I got one goodness. a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I tend to do the same, toss yeah. it. But but I think you can find that book online pretty much. Yeah, and that's I mean, but that's about what a sales lead is. If you go to a networking event, yeah. you generate a sales lead, and you call them back in a week, and you irritated them when they met you the first time, what's right. the chance they're going to take your call? Yeah. Pretty, pretty close to zero. And, but... If you met them and had this really great conversation with them and you stuck in their brain and when they took your business card, they didn't like put it in the bag. You know, you go to those networking events, they give you the bag, <laughs> the garbage bag at the beginning. Right. So people give yep, you cards yep. and you put it in the garbage bag. <laughs> the bag of doom. You go in there, yeah. you never come out. <laughs> exactly. No, no. You get to watch them take your business card and stick it in their wallet or their purse where you know that they're going to be able to find it later. Yeah. And that's, that's the secret. And so in order to do that, what I'm trying to do is generate a conversation. I'm not trying to generate a sales lead. Okay. So because if I can generate a conversation and I get them to remember me, I can get them to like me. Don't you want to do business with people you like? I, I only do business with I like that with people I like. That's just a prerequisite for coaching with Marla. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or Definitely. people that you coach with, you know, or, or people that coach you. The you know they probably the same idea. It's, it's you know you want to work with somebody you like with someone you enjoy talking to. Yeah, life is and way that, too short. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what this does. You do the hook. They say. So what do you mean? And then there's the next step. And how long do we have before, the, before our next break here, Marla? Oh, we have about five minutes. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we can get into the next step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's do it. The next step is the real. See, this is where most people make the mistake. They do the hook. or they, you know, I've even seen some of these seminars I told you about that where they, you know, these seminars, they rip me off. They teach the hook and nothing else, and it doesn't work all by itself. Right. Mm-hmm. They, you do the hook. You got them on the line, but it's just like fishing. You got the fish on the hook, but that doesn't mean he's in the boat, right? You know, you still got to reel him in. So the next step is the reel. And so that starts to point at what you do. It can be a little bit longer, but it doesn't quite give away the show yet. So on my computer company, we would start out with, you know, so what do you do? You dream it up, we make it happen. And the next line would be, um, what do you mean? We, we make your computers do what you bought them to do in the first place. Okay. And see, no, notice I mentioned computers. So uh-huh. they know it has something to do with computers, but they don't know everything yet. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have the whole um, story complete yet. Mm-hmm. And so usually what happens is, you do the hook, they say, what do you mean? You do the hook, and they say, how do you do that? And now you can talk to them for as long as you want. Okay, and I, I exaggerated on our time a little bit. We are actually going into break in a second, and oh. I'm eager to come back here and learn more with Cliff Suttle. And you will find Cliff at Excite 
youraudience.com. So make sure to go there and check out all of his speaking engagements and his book offerings, including the book we're chatting about today, The Anti-Elevator Speech. This is Marla Tabaka. We'll see you back here in just a couple of minutes. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Are you the kind of parent who just wants their kids to live the life of their dreams? Well, grab your kids and join How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James. It's a lively interview and call-in show, Thursday, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. This dynamic mother and son team are on a mission. They want to empower kids to dream big and go after those dreams with gusto. They want to fill the world with kid entrepreneurs. Are your kids ready for success? Don't miss their fun annex, lively guests, and discussions. For more on Ann and Jack and their show, check out their website, howtoraisemillionaire.com. Then join the conversation of lively interviews and call-ins, and let's give our kids the tools and encouragements they need to build a future they can bank on, no matter what the economy throws their way. It's How to Raise a Millionaire Radio with Ann Morgan James and Jack James, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And I sure do hope that you'll join me again next week for the Million Dollar Mindset because we have another great guest. Join me with transformational speaker and coach Cheney Weiner. Cheney has been on our show before and he always delivers great material. Next week, we're going to be talking about discovering how to get that that breakthrough that allows you to come up with one unique idea that paves the way for your business and financial success finally stop hitting yourself over the head with the hammer and listen to me and Shaney next week we'll see you here I hope and this week today we're here with Cliff Settle and Cliff going into break we're talking about how to how to create conversation rather than you know bore people with the dreaded elevator speech 
Well, first, I'm going to have to get myself back in here. You guys got some very entertaining commercials. <laughs> I, I know, right? I'm sitting here behind the mic just dancing, Doctor, Doctor. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's one of my favorite songs, and I was kind of you're jamming you're out to your commercial. And I'm I like, know. oh, wait a minute, i got to start talking again. <laughs> <laughs> right? It always makes me smile. I love it. It's so much fun. Uh, well, we have some amazing shows here on Togi that we really do. You should check some some of the other shows out. Oh, yeah. got to be like got at least 30 of them i'm sure and they're all great so yeah plus i just like your just like your show about what it's about changing your mindset mm-hmm. so that's kind of what we're talking about here but you know like that's kind of what you do all together you just change people's mindset right absolutely because it's the way we think you know is projected in the way we look the way we talk the way we feel i mean all starts there with with every every little thought during every moment of the day. So, you know, that's what we're talking about here today too. Change your mindset around, you know, dreading doing that elevator speech because I think everybody dreads them. I don't know anybody who doesn't dread having to recite their elevator speech because they feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Right? I mean, who wants to do that? <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is exactly what happens. And and you know that if you go into, into it with your mindset of that, you're not going to do well, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's I not going to work at all. Yeah, I, I, I go into be- it with... I go into it with these like feelings of guilt because I think, uh, I know what I'm supposed to do, but that's so not me. So I'm just <laughs> winging it. <laughs> Well, and that's, you know, that's part of the whole thing is the mindset. Yeah. You really need to change your mindset. You know, I can give you this technique. You know, the hook is really short. I mean, my new hook is we excite audiences. Yeah. How easy, how easy is that to remember? I know. That's fabulous. And then people, I mean, I would ask, oh, what kind of audiences do you excite? And how do you exactly. do that? Right? Yeah, and now I'm, in, now I'm into the conversation. And, yeah. But, it, you know, it's not just a tool. It's kind of like what you do with the tool. Mm-hmm. I always think of everything, everything you can learn is, is another tool in your toolbox. But, you know, atomic power is a tool, and you can use it to build a power plant or you can use it to build a bomb. You know, it's kind of what you want to do with the tool. <laughs> right. and it, I, I had something happen to me about a year ago, and I, I just want to share this with you real quick. I went to a... Uh, a sales training seminar and it was by a na- big time national guy who talks about closing mm-hmm. and you know i was starting to get the feeling that i didn't like the mindset he had kind of like just like what you're talking you know mindset i didn't like his mindset and then at one point he's giving us this one closing technique and everyone thought the closing technique was really good and then he said he goes yeah you do that and, you, and then you just tell your your client to bend over and assume the position. <gasps> oh, no way. He said this. <laughs> no way. He did. I kid you not. <laughs> oh, oh. All right. Well, that, that guy, he doesn't have long for the road, does he? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, you know, he's talking in front of a room of about 350 people. You know, who all paid to be in this room. I, I didn't. I was just invited to come because of, you know, what I do and, and who I am. But, uh, you know, mostly people, almost everybody in there had paid to be in there or had their bosses pay them to be in there. And that's what this guy is teaching. Wow. I, I was just, 
Yeah, I'm sitting next to my wife. You've met my wife before. You know, oh, she, she is just lovely. Marilyn yeah, is now, a fabulous you know, And she has that whole, you know, positive energy mentality, just like you do. Yeah. And I, I turned over and I looked at her, and she's turning white. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to run up on that stage and beat him up. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was it was terrible. But this is, unfortunately... What passes a lot of times for sales training yes. or network training or anything is that the mindset is, I meet this person, what can I take from them? Yes, right. And I hate that mindset. I do and too. And I, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that it's, I'm thrilled and I don't know if it's just the world I'm in. It's, it's more apparent to me because of who I hang out with in social media and everywhere else, or if the world at large is seeing this, but I, you know, marketing to me really is going more toward that authentic self. Well, yes and no. I mean, and more about, you know, how you can, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, infomercials are still pretty much, you know, they try to con you into the fact that it's a, it's a television show. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Not a television show. It's just somebody trying to sell you well, something. Eh, but that really is directed at a different audience, I'd like to think. I don't think that my yeah. clients are sitting up at 2 in the morning watching cheap infomercials. No, no, your clients wouldn't be. But, you know, that that's the thing is, you know, you have a very positive energy flow. I can tell right over the phone you have a very positive energy flow. And so you attract people that also have a positive energy flow. Mm-hmm. And right. I think like- that's part of the big tip I love to give people about the elevator speech is you really need to go in there with that mindset. Mm-hmm. Because, I like, like, I do my hook, I do my reel, and, it, you know, it, it's the atomic power. And yeah. now I get done with those two. And I have them in the boat, and now I can either empower them with a power plant or I can blow them up. Right. And I I have my choice here. And I choose to empower them. So basically, even after I've done that, and now I can tell them how I do what I do, I'm always looking for how I can serve them, not how I can sell them. Absolutely. Yeah. a perfect, I want to share a quick little story with you about one time I was actually doing this. I was at a networking event, and I met a woman who was an unemployed college administrator. Now, if you think of what I do, I, I train speakers. I do a lot of keynote speeches. And I go over and like I excite audiences on stage or I teach you how to do it. This woman basically will never buy from me. She's right. not my clientele. And so you think about it, most people would just blow her off. It's like, oh, well, I'm, I need to find who I'm going to sell to. Right. Well, I didn't, That's so sad. I didn't do that. Yeah, I didn't do that. Now, at the time, I was an adjunct professor at a college teaching speech courses. And okay. I knew that our college was looking for an administrator. Aww. And I could have just told her that. I could have just, just said, you know, this college and this. I didn't do that. I, we were at an office building. This networking event was in an office building. And I went down the rows until I found a computer that was on. And I brought up the website. And I showed her how to apply. And I told her who to apply to so she could, you know, circumvent all the HR people. Yeah, <laughs> to get a nice. resume to someone who might read it. Uh-huh. And, you know, and so I, you know, I just left it there. And I said, I know we are looking for someone. You know, check that out. 
and you can apply. Give them my name because I'm one of the most popular professors at the school. You know that that might carry some weight. And good luck. Oh, well, that's sweet. Yeah, and, and that was it. Yeah, that was all I was planning to do. I, mean, I couldn't sell her. I wasn't even going to try. So basically, she didn't even know what I did because there was just no point in me telling her. So she came out after looking at the website, and she became my one-woman sales force yeah. for the rest of the event. She was literally, like, grabbing people by the arm and dragging them to me. You yeah. know, going, well, you have to meet this Cliff guy. He's just amazing. You've got to meet this Cliff guy. And she didn't know what I did. But that was the, the result of me yeah. just, like, wanting to empower people. Yeah, going that extra mile. And you will. You'll create advocates that will just shout your name and information out loud to everybody they meet for goodness knows how long. <laughs> Yeah. And, and that's what I want to do. And if you go in there with that mindset, like I said, we're talking about eh, like what you coach on changing your mindset. If you go in with that mindset that I don't want to sell, mm-hmm. I want to serve, mm-hmm. you'll find that you will triple the power of the anti-elevator speech, like almost instantly. Yeah. Yeah, because it takes you out of that that mode of attack, if you will. Um, you, you know, you you can always spot those people when you go to, especially the smaller networking events where people might be a little less experienced at this, um, and and they have their their business cards in one hand and their other hand is tight you know, like a fist and they're just, they're just stalking the crowd, you know, and they're ready to put those business cards in as many hands as they can. And yeah, uh, yeah, Yeah. that's just not how we want to do it. It's not effective relationship building. And that's really how you expand your businesses through relationship building. Right. You want to build business relationships, not business contacts. Yeah. Yeah. Contact, you know, they might buy from you once, you know, if the person down the street is 50 cents cheaper than you, they'll go there. Mm-hmm. But if you have a relationship, for instance, yeah. the, uh, you know, the, the guy who publishes the anti-elevator speech book, his name's Chris. And I call him up. I, I have his number. I don't have the number of the desk. I have his number. Uh-huh. And I call him up and I go, hi, Chris. And, the, and he knows me by the sound of my voice. Well, sure. Like, hey, Cliff, what's going on? You know, how, how, how's things going? What can I do for you today? Do you think any publisher I run into at a networking event has much of a chance of getting my business? Right. No. First name basis, direct number, all those good things. No way. Right. Yeah, right. Cliff, we're and we're uh, we're about to go into our our final break here already. The show is going so fast because it's, <laughs> it's so much fun. When we come back, Cliff, I I'd like to pick your brain a little bit about a different kind of elevator speech. You know, the one where you're you're at a meeting, like maybe a leads group, and everybody stands up for thirty seconds and and has to say what they do. You know, it's yep. a little bit different, and I'd love some feedback on how to make that type of speech really effective because there's there's uh, where a lot of people struggle as well we'll see you back here in just a minute sounds good unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power it's the million dollar mindset with marlon tabaka and we'll be right back after these Second chances. We all deserve them. 
and we are all worthy of them. Second Chances, with your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on TogiNet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of Second Chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. So I just want to remind everyone to head on over to Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka for this week's article. You know, a client of mine kind of made me aware of some of the myths surrounding happiness. And there are a lot of myths surrounding the state of mind known as happiness. And there are four steps in this article to actually feeling happier and uh, we're going to bust those you know a little bit of myth busting there so go on over to ink.com and search for marla tobacco for this week's article i think you'll enjoy it and it'll take the heat off a little bit and we're here this week with cliff subtle and do make sure to head over to his website as well exciteyouraudience.com and pick up a a copy of the book, The Anti-Elevator Speech. Uh, other books that uh, Cliff has authored is uh, uh, would be The Meeting Mastery System and Choosing to Win. I love that title because we can all choose, can't we? Hey, Cliff, yeah. welcome back. Hi. <laughs> yeah, so, so going into break. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You can. I think you're going to set me up for what we're talking about here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you you do. You you go to one of these meetings. I run a a, a monthly uh, women's group here in Naperville, Illinois, and uh, there are about twelve of us. And and you know, we go around the table. We see each other every single month. Hi, I'm Nancy Smith, and I help people. Blah 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 blah. You know, how can we juice that up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what, what can we do there where there's not the opportunity for Q and A? Well, it, it's difficult when you're. it's the same group every single week. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to just one, 
you know, you, like you go and they say, okay, everyone introduce themselves. Right. You can actually use the anti-elevator speech right there. You just have to be both sides of the conversation. Oh. So, you know, you stand up and so, you know, you don't start with your name because everybody does that. Hi, I'm yeah. so-and-so, my company is this, and I want to bore you to death for the next mm-hmm. 60 seconds. Yeah, be different. So, you know, stand up and, you know, you dream it up. They're, you know, you dream it up, we make it happen. Now, you're probably wondering, what the heck I mean by that? (laughs) (laughs) You actually become the other side of the equation. Everybody laughs, I guarantee you get a big laugh, and go, well, let me tell you, see, we dream up, we get your computers to do what you wanted them to do in the first place. And you're probably wondering at this point how I do that. Well, let me explain it to you. You see how the opening changed everything? Got it. Got it. Yeah, so we can actually take the exact same thing. It was, it was a great question because after I wrote the book, I didn't have that in the first edition of the book. Okay. And I went on the road, and the first year the book was out, I actually did twice as many anti-elevator speech speeches as I did all my other topics combined. Wow. You know, it, was, it just exploded. I mean, I put it out there, and it just went crazy. And I kept getting that question in Q&A. What do you do in, you know, like BNI or, you know, some type of group where you're all sitting at a table and each person gets up and introduces themselves? Mm-hmm. And so I actually had to write another chapter in the book. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, edition, uh, the second edition had a chapter specifically entitling that. And that's the thing. The idea is be different. Mm-hmm. Now, once you get good at that, you can even do something like sometimes I'll do is I'm in that situation, and people get up. And I'll start out exactly like this. I won't even give them my name. I won't even state my name. I'll just stand up and say, I was giving a talk, uh, you know, on uh, presentation skills. And at the break, I had this gentleman come up from a gravel and sand company. And he said, well, Cliff, wow, you know, your presentation is fantastic, but, you know, we just don't have the time or the money to work on our presentation skills. Oh, no. Hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So I asked him, uh, so when's the next time you're going to do a presentation? Uh, well, a national convention. Oh. How many of your prospective customers are going to be there? Mm, about 700. Oh. Well, if you improved your presentation skills just enough to walk out of there with one more client than you would have otherwise, how much money will you bring in? Mm-hmm. I watched his jaw hit the ground as he said, $5 million. Mm-hmm. And I got to ask you, do you have the time or money not to work on your presentation skills? Yay, and I sit down. <laughs> and it is so different from what everybody else does that after, you know, after we're done and they actually go into the networking, people come up and talk to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't even know my name, but they'll come up and talk to me. So that's what I usually tell people to do is how can you be different? How can you be the stunning lights in the, in the sky when you stand up and make yourself mm-hmm. stand out from all the people around you? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a great way is with some kind of a joke or a gag or something, make people laugh. Anything to be different from the person who mm-hmm. just sat down and the person who's just about to get up. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I I love that formula, and it remind. I used to belong to BNI um, years ago, and it, and it, it reminded me that I did something similar to that. What I would do is I would take a story from a client that week or a previous week, and of course, not naming names or anything, and just kind of tell you know a little bit about the achievement, and then throw out a question, say, and then I would say my name. I like not saying your name. That's an interesting concept. I don't know if I'd have the the nerve <laughs> to do that, though. That's pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, people with their curiosity would would uh, would definitely be piqued because they've heard the success story and they think, oh, that could be me. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A great way to get up in there and just tell us or read a testimonial letter or something yeah. like that. So anything that just stands out from the, the, the horrible, boring thing the person just did before you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. And, and so, you know, you can actually use the anti-elevator speech that you create to make that happen. It's just, you know, all you got to do is just be both sides of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's that it works simple. absolutely great. Yeah, it sure does. Wow. Okay, so we have about five minutes left in the show here, and um, I know you must have some really wonderful success stories to tell us that, you know, people by using the system, some things that they've achieved. Do you have anything for us? Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That you want to share? (laughs) Yeah, I want to make sure I got time because I do have a special offer just for your listeners, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. We want to talk about I want to make sure I get that. But, you know, um, what we usually see when people actually, you know, get coaching and work on this or have come up with a really great hook and reel themselves, some people are good at it. Some people need help with it. But, you know, what we usually see is a jump of 50 to 200% of networking meetings to networking follow-ups and you know i mean that's you know it's very very dramatic wow and you know we've i've had people come in and basically say you know that they were kind of sitting on their hands in their business before Mm -hmm. and after they start using this they have to they're thinking about hiring somebody because they're out of time you know, suddenly, you know, all the all the follow-up calls they have to make and all the follow-up meetings they have to make are just taking up so much of their time right. that they, you know, they're almost thinking about bringing someone else on to cover that. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and there's a whole section in the book, too, about uh, how to deal with your business cards. And I've actually had, we actually had, I had kind of a groupie. She would follow me around from one talk to another to another. No. <laughs> and she'd seen me like 10 times, you know, and one time she said the very first time you did the thing on business cards, and she showed me her business card, and her business card had absolutely nothing to do with her business. It had like all these flowers on it and stuff. She doesn't what? sell flowers. She was a Tupperware salesman. <laughs> she doesn't sell flowers. <laughs> and so we just like kind of, after hearing me, she kind of went, went back and redid her card, and it was yeah. just these beautiful Tupperware things, and... And she said that, you know, her business tripled just because she changed her business card. Wow. That's amazing. I love these stories. Okay, so tell us about where our audience can find you and what kind of wonderful special offer you have. Well, we can find me at ExciteYourAudience.com, and if they go to the products button, they can find the books, and, you know, we got audios, and we we just came out with a, just about to launch a 60-tip uh, video series on presentation skills. 
And nice. it's just about to launch. But the thing I'd like to do is like to make it a special offer just for your listeners. And it was supposed to be really easy to do until I found out this morning that our pay service is not functioning correctly. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe you need to re- restart that old business of yours yeah, and get them working much. right now. <laughs> I start doing this myself, I think. And so, you know, what it is is they can get a, you know, really uh, like 50% off on a coaching with me to create their hook and their reel. So it's an anti-elevator speech private session. They can do, we can do it on phone or Skype or, you know, if they happen to be, you know, somewhere in the Michigan area, live. Wow. Any way they want to do it. But it's, it's, it's $199, which is a big saving because it's usually like $350. And we throw the book in for free. And the way they can get to this, there's two ways. It's supposed to be really simple, not that simple. They can go to exciteyouraudience.com forward slash million dollar dot htm. I'll say that again. They go to exciteyouraudience.com forward slash million dollar dot htm, and they can just sign up right online. If they can't remember that, they can email me at cliff at cliffsuttle.com. Remind me that I was on Marla's awesome show, The Millionaire Mindset, and I will make sure they get signed up. And we can, you know, set a date and create their reel and their hook, and you can get a, you know, a reel and a hook right from, right from the pro. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Cliff. That's a very, very generous offer. And this has been so much fun today, and your insights are really and truly helpful. I know there are lots of people out there listening who are probably breathing easier because uh, they don't have to go to that next networking event dreading their elevator speech. (laughs) There you go. And no one else will be dreading having to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. People won't be running for the nearest manhole cover to take a dive when they see them coming, right, after a while. I love it. I love it. Well, Cliff Suttle, thank you so much for being on The Million Dollar Mindset. I look well, forward to seeing you. thank you for having me. You're an back. awesome host. Oh, thank you. Well, it's just so much fun. It's just so much fun. So, again, everyone, make sure to join me here next week when we have Ch- Cheney Weiner here talking about discovering that, that one magic breakthrough that allows you to come up with a unique idea, the magic wand over your business. And Cheney wants to talk about how how sometimes positive thinking can actually get you in trouble. So there is going to be an interesting conversation between the two of us, I promise. We'll see you here next week. This is Marla Tabaka. Have a fabulous week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 